Danny Triple on the flow, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world-famous Loose Lugnuts podcast. I'm Evan Roberts, and we got a special guest, longtime listener, first-time caller, Tyler Pig, uh, joining the show as Thomas Dick is out on assignment this week. So uh, we call, called in the backup, made a call to the bullpen. Welcome to the show, Tyler. Just glad I could be the setup, man, Evan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, first time, long time. Uh, Jeff Gordon fan, Rainbow Warrior back since 91. So just glad to be on the uh, program so we can fill it in for the esteemed Thomas Dick, who's making his voyage back to College Station. Yeah, Thomas, out. It's finally uh, soccer season. I'm sure he's uh, he had a long summer, so it's about time he got back to work. He get, he's juiced and recharged. <laughs> well, let's get into it. We have two races up in Watkins Glen. Uh, we'll get to the news around NASCAR first. Is uh, Project Ninety One debuts? This is Trackhouse's part-time third entry. It's going to be Kimi Rackinen of Finland. He was the 2007 F1 champion and winner of 21 uh, Formula One races in his career. And the cool thing about this weekend uh, at the Go Bowling at the Glen, we'll have a record number of countries represented with seven uh, in this race. So in addition to Rackinen, uh, we'll have Daniel Suarez from Mexico. Uh, you know, all the drivers from the United States included. And then we have Mike Rockefeller from Germany, Kyle Tilly from England, NASCAR Euro Series, Champ Lors uh, Hesmans uh, from the Netherlands, and then the Russian driver Daniel Kavat. And I'm pretty sure I messed up a couple of those names. But pretty cool that seven countries are going to be uh, represented in this race. Yeah, and if you dabble in a little F1, the Neil Kavad also raced in Formula One. So we got 20% of the American Grand Prix of Watkins Glen from 20, 2020 participating in the Watkins Glen field this weekend. But curious to see what Kimmy, Kimmy Raikkonen does. Hasn't done a lot of uh, stock car racing in this path and gets to get to Watkins Glen this weekend and race against a, a couple cup regulars and a couple road warriors too. Yeah, and it's always interesting once we get these guys mixed in and uh, you know, we've seen Jimmy Johnson race in the Indy series, but seeing some of these F1 guys come in here, it's always interesting to see what they do. I actually, th- uh, I'm rooting for Kimmy this weekend. I think he's going to do pretty well in that track house race. Not sure if he can win, but it'll be pretty interesting to see how well he can do. Yeah, the track house has been pretty good at the road courses all week, all year long. And then, you know, kind of my, I wouldn't put him as my long shot. I don't want to spoil my, you know, really uh, spoil my picks, but Kyle Tilly's got an interesting story. He was originally a cyclist. Ooh. And that's how he and decide, got hurt and decided he was going to become a, a soccer driver. He's got some 24 hours of Le Mans. He's racing 24 hours of Daytona, also part of the IMS Sports Car Championship Series as well. So kind of an interesting guy. I don't know of many British stock car drivers have ever yeah. participated in NASCAR. So that's my kind of my that's my sentimental pick for the week. All right. Uh, some other news. Uh, Kurt Busch, he's going to miss Watkins Glen and Daytona. So Ty Gibbs will drive the number 45. Uh, for 2311 racing so this will be six straight weeks that he misses uh, he says he hopes he's ready for the playoffs and you know we we have this race and then Daytona and then it's playoff time there's no weeks uh, off between the end of the regular season and round of 16 so he'll have to be ready to go jump back in the car uh, at the toughest track on the circuit which is Darlington well, what happens, too, if he, you know, there's two new winners the next two weeks? Because I'm going to chalk it up if I'm not back, ever invited back on the show, that there's going to be a first-time winner for the year at Daytona. And then Watkins Glen's a place where you could see somebody win for the first for the first time this year. So where does it cut it stacking? Because after that happens, when we get the 17 winners, which is what the NBC crew is going to talk about all weekend, <laughs> we, uh, you know, where does Kurt Busch fall to that? And then, you know, how much further does that really impact him when he gets back? If he is in the race, like you talked about to get to Darlington and the grueling kind of the factors that Darlington has when you have to get back there and haven't been in the car for six weeks, not the place I'd want to come back and return after being out for that long. 
yeah, there's no room for a mistake. Once you get into the playoffs, only four races, I believe, until they drop down to eight. So it'll be interesting. Hope Kurt stays all right or he uh, gets healthy. We'd like to see him back out there. But uh, really good reps that Ty Gibbs is getting. Is I, pro- I think we'll uh, venture to see him in the Cup Series next year. What did you think about Ty Gibbs last week at Richmond? I thought he ran a really was, was really strong in parts, especially at the end of stage two, and he looked like he was about to make a pretty big run at the top five. Yeah, I've been, been a pretty inter- or, uh, impressed with him, but I also think it helps, especially for him, that he's getting those Xfinity reps and getting those laps. He can learn those tracks. Uh, you could tell he's a little shaky at Pocono when he found out mm-hmm. 12 hours before the race that he was going to be racing, but I've been impressed with him. Well, in the words of our good buddy Tom Stig, it's only there's only three turns at Pocono that can really mess you <laughs> up. Uh, so this one's uh, kind of interesting. Do you play uh, NASCAR video games? When was the last time you played? Uh... Look, I had my first NASCAR video game was nineteen not NASCAR ninety eight. The yep. the cover song of the whole thing was the entire Molly Hatchet album, <laughs> and it was fantastic. And I used to tell you my sneaky race car driver in that game, Evan, was the 07 Jeff Bodine QVC oh. car. Mom liked to watch a lot of QVC growing up, so I was very intrigued by the the black and silver QVC car. Uh, I can't remember that blonde hair lady used to sell all those things on there. She was retired, but you know that was our that was my sneaky, that was my long shot racer. You know, always (laughs) was was Jeff Bodine the 07 QVC. Well, uh, on October 14th, if you want to spend uh, some extra money, buy Nintendo Switch NASCAR Rivals, the Motorsport Games Inc.'s official game of 2022 will be launching. I don't think Thomas will get this. He always says he got a uh, motion sickness, but I think if it's handheld, he'll be all right. He needs some yeah. of those commercial trips for soccer. Yeah. And especially if you can like relive some ma- big time NASCAR moments, like Kelly Arbor and Donnie Allison finding each other in Daytona or <laughs> Dale Earnhardt wrecking Daryl Waltrip at Bristol a couple of times. And that's really more up Thomas's alley. So, you know, I, yeah. I would get it. I would get back to, to playing the video games, uh, especially if they could play the really good music. Like I talked about <laughs> on those games. Uh, some other news, Ryan Blaney signs a long-term extension at Penske. They never really tell us how long these are, unlike other sports. You know, you hear the, like, baseball player signing a 10-year, $200 million deal. They just say, you know, it's a multi-year extension. Uh, but Blaney joined Penske in 2012. Since then, he has 14 victories and 10 poles uh, between Xfinity and Cup. Good move by Penske. I think Ryan Blaney's an up-and-coming. Well, he's kind of already made it, but he's a yeah. nice young driver that's been successful. And just kind of been like snake bitten all year this year too, but I think it's a good move for Penske. He's but it's been his most con- one of their most consistent drivers over the last several years. His Xfinity track record is really good. I also liked his paint scheme last weekend, so I was yeah. kind of glad he got it. I was kind of glad he got an extension out of that. But no, I think Ryan Blaney's really good. I think he's been a, a like I said, a really good consistent driver for for that team. And they've had a lot of ups and downs over the last years, and then he's really been a really good consistent force for them. I, I think he's still only like twenty seven, maybe. Yeah, he's pretty he's young. Pretty young. He's pretty young. I wish they would just give me the terms, though, and like the bonus structure yeah. so I could compare things. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Blaney, 28, just turned 28. Right. So, but I mean, he's a I mean, rookie deer in the trucks, a camping world truck, most popular driver. I think he's runner up in Xfinity four or five years ago. I mean, it's a good fit for, for Penske, on, and I think he's got to continue, continue to career success. And maybe he gets a win at some point to make the playoffs. And he's a, he could be a favorite at Daytona. Yeah, don't count him out. Uh, over at Stuart Haas, uh, they've got a little interesting situation with Eric Amarola. He's pulling the old bait and switch as, as in January, he said he was done with full-time competition after this year. Lately, he seems to kind of soften that stance. Our friends over at jski.com report him saying in response for what it would take for him to come back next year, quote, I don't know. We're still talking about it. There's a lot of factors. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of people involved. 
in the decision-making process, I'm just one Paul Smart of it, so I've just been listening, and I've been a part of the discussions, and we'll see, end quote. A lot of people assumed Ryan Priest would step into that car uh, after running Xfinity races this year for SHR, uh, in addition to some truck race. Um, and then Eric also hinted back in July that uh, he would be returning part-time. Yeah, I was a little surprised by this. And, and now we'll say Eric Camarola has ran pretty well the last five or six races. I know we finished in the top 10 last weekend at Richmond, and but wasn't super shocked. And the guy I feel really bad for is Ryan Priest. Like it's, I think he's – can you imagine being told in January you're going to get a cup ride in 2023? And we're like, what is it? It's August, so we're like we're getting close to wrapping this thing yep. up or hitting the playoffs and all of a sudden get the old bait and switch, the old Lucy with the football. So I don't know. I just The Eric Camarola situation is weird because – if you're Stuart Haas and you've either planned to just eliminate the car period, or you're going to, you know, go with the fact of give Ryan priest a chance to get that ride kind of complicates everything. And then where does Kyle Busch land at this yeah. point? <laughs> like that's the other thing that kind of that, you know, where does he go in this whole equation? That might've been a spot for him. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of, it's a strange deal. And, and I, I'm, I felt like they felt like they were making the right plans for 2023. And now it's the rugs been pulled out underneath them. <laughs> Yeah, it's very uh, interesting, and I, you know, I keep always forgetting that Kyle Busch may be leaving Joe Gibbs. He's just been a staple in the 18 car, but we've had some silly things happen already, but silly season is about to be right around the corner, too. Talking season moves to silly season. <laughs> That's right. Uh, interesting uh, report from Nielsen. They said sponsors are getting 15% more value this year uh, with the numbers moving forward. Uh, biggest difference is the cars not normally running for the top 10 positions during the race. They saw an increase of 36%, which I uh, find interesting. I like the move. I don't think it's that big of a deal, uh, but whatever helps the sponsors help people get back into the sport. Well, I think the it took maybe like two races to get used to it. And ever since then, I haven't felt really either way, like disappointed or, or against it or for, for it. I, I think it, it's just the viewer of getting used to it. But I, if it's paying off to get sponsorship, more value in NASCAR, which is what the sport needs right now, and especially if it's a shift in numbers that big, uh, just or well, not, not that big of a space, but making that much of an increase in terms of sponsorship revenue. I know you know, Evan, but we, we like revenue generation at the place <laughs> I work at. Um, I think it's a really good opportunity for NASCAR to keep doing that. And, um, you know, I, you, you're the most recognizable people I still find every time on the track when I need it, when they're not hitting a commercial break. Yep. And the thing that I always find interesting is, you know, what would help people recognize it is better paint schemes. Correct. Correct. That's what I said about Ryan Blaney. He had a yeah. better paint scheme than normal. Had a little, the body armor look, it looked fantastic. Yeah. And it popped it out everywhere. So. Uh, Chris Wright, uh, he'll join Brandon Bilt for nine races. Uh, apparently, he had sponsorship money after getting pushed out by Nice Motorsports. Uh, oddly, though, the first truck race this season without Wright driving, there was only one caution flag for incident. He's been known to have a few dingers himself this whole whole time. I, you know, Chris Wright to me is one of those guys that's been part time in Xfinity. Right? I, I I don't watch the trucks as much as you guys yeah. do, but. He was a part-time guy in Xfinity. A lot of people thought he was going to get a chance to really move on. This has never really worked. And so I hate to see it happen to him. But, you know, it's one of those things where it may be better for the Fox guys and they're not having a break for so many commercials that he and, and yeah. Rex, as yeah. he's caused, especially all this year. You know, back in the day, we used to uh, 
we used to predict who would bring out the first caution in every race and then we tried I remember that. on and we were kind of like maybe we shouldn't do this anymore so i kind of feel bad dogging on chris right but it'll be good to see him it was it was there was somebody i feel like you guys hit on a lot and it wasn't like juan pablo montoya or anything it was somebody <laughs> like it was somebody like pretty relevant but not super relevant i'm trying to remember who it was on the first episodes i listened to you guys it, it was like a it was like a long streak that you guys picked the same driver i wish i could go back and figure it out it was usually the guys in the back, like a Cody Ware type, or uh, who sadly like a, is mathematically eliminated from the playoff. He could win the next two races and still wouldn't be in the top thirty. In I feel like you guys were on like a Ricky Stenhouse, JJ Yelly, uh, yeah, train for a while. Maybe that's what it was, but no, Rec- it's Ricky Stenhouse. You mean Ricky Stenhouse? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, last thing with news, John Hunter Nemechek and front row Joe Nemechek will be teammates for Sam Hunt Racing at Daytona uh, Xfinity Race. They've raced against each other 29 times in the Truck Series, 13 times in Xfinity, and three times in the Cup Series. The last time they raced as teammates was for Nemco Motorsports at Phoenix back in November of 2019. You know, I just when you said Joe Nemec, front row Joe Nemechek, I was like, I need to figure out how old Joe Nemechek is because you're talking about really good uh, Xfinity car paint paint schemes. Yeah. Joe Nemechek back in the day, that's really cool. Like that you would have been good in your '98 NASCAR game. I yeah, like I don't know he was, if he was in there. I don't know if he was in there. I but he that's uh, him and Buckshot Jones, obviously two <laughs> two big time pole guys. Uh, you know, have always found a way to get into the front row. But no, I, I that's really cool that, that him and John Hunter are going to get a race together. They done this will be thirty times, you know, total, and then get to be back in there for the first time in almost I guess three years. So it's crazy. Yeah. That, you know, there's not a lot of father son combos left anymore in NASCAR. I haven't seen that in a while, so it's kind of good to see one pop up every once in a while. Yeah. So that will do it for a uh, news around at NASCAR. Let's get into our preview on Sunday. We got the cup series go bowling at the Glen at Watkins Glen international race starts at 3 PM Eastern on the USA network, motor racing network and Sirius XM NASCAR radio coverage starts at 2 PM. It'll be 220.5 miles. That's 90 laps with stages of 20, 20 and 50. It's the fifth of six road courses in 2022, and I was telling a friend of the program, Luke Hill, and it feels like we've had a bunch of road races uh, lately, but I think uh, I kind of like it. A uh, little bit different racing, but it's been pretty good racing. Look, I'm a traditionalist. I, I Even though I like Coda, uh, I, I've enjoyed some of the other improvements NASCAR's made in the road course side. I'm a traditionalist, and I like Sonoma, and I like Watkins Glen, especially Watkins Glen. It's just it's one of the most famous tracks in all of racing between NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One. There's so much history there. And I'm going to go ahead and say that I think it's going to be really tough for a road warrior Ooh. to win this weekend. All right. But uh, I think, I think it's, it, it's, to me, it's the most pleasurable viewing experience for the, uh, from the road course watchers, especially for the old, old NASCAR guys who yeah. don't like them at all. Well, that's funny. I saw the highlight, um, it was from a couple of years ago when Brad Keselowski was in the Miller light car, I believe. And Eric Ambrose and him and Kyle Busch were all going at it. And it's like the second to last turn. Kyle Busch gets spun out. Eric Ambrose is able to get past Keselowski, I believe. And yep. the pretty one. So we've had some exciting races there. Uh, some winners for, at road courses this year, Ross Chastain at circuit of the Americas, Daniel Suarez at Sonoma, and Tyler Reddick at Road America and then the Indy Road Course as well. It'll be the 39th running of the NASCAR Cup Series at Watkins Glen at the 2.45-mile road course. Originally, uh, fun fact, they ran through the streets of the city, but after a few events, they decided to have an actual facility built, uh, which opened in 1956. 
The king of Watkins Glen is Indiana native Tony Stewart. He won in 2002, 2004, uh, 2005, 07, and 09. He uh, has the most wins with five. Yeah, passing my good friend and uh, hopefully friend of the program, Jeff Gordon, who's got four NASCAR's race in Watkins Glen, I believe since 1986, and a lot of different winners, but you know, I, I think to for me, Evan, this weekend, there's eight guys who've got wins at this race, at this racetrack. Chase Elliott's got seven road course wins, period. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 it's the most interesting blend of racers because you look back at the past winners. There's some interesting names. I'll throw one out for you. I haven't thought about it in a long time until I looked it up this morning. Robbie Gordon won a race here. I don't know if you guys remember Robbie Gordon. Oh, yeah. he, he was a part of the DEI group for a while. And then some Marcus Ambrose wins, even uh, uh, Juan Pablo Montoya registered, I think, like one of his two NASCAR wins at yeah. Watkins Glen. So it's an interesting race. And uh, I think it's, like I said, it's one of those where uh, what is going to be fun to watch is this, the NASCAR's the international movement of several different racers, like we talked about earlier in the pod, uh, getting acclimated to that track as quickly as they do over the weekend. Oh. As you mentioned, Chase Elliott has won here twice, along with Kyle Busch. Kyle Larson won here last year. Uh, Martin Truex is the uh, full-time Cup Series driver who has yet to win this season to have a win here. Uh, that was back in 2017. Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, A.J. Allmendinger, and Kevin Harvick each have won here. Uh, as we said earlier, uh, this uh, race will have seven different countries represented for the first time ever. We have had six countries represented twice. That was in 2010, Sonoma, and 23, or 2013, uh, Watkins Glen. Those races featured Denmark, Colombia, Sweden, Italy, Puerto Rico, uh, and Canada. And as Thomas mentioned, because he's the one that did this rundown, Puerto Rico is the territory of the United States. So, come on. I believe they don't pay taxes, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> we support Puerto Rico, though. That's where uh, Red Sox manager Alex Horst from. So we support. Yeah, him. true. That's true. That's a good call. Uh, only three drivers have won in their first appearance at Watkins Glen. That was Buck Baker back in 1957, Billy Wade in 64, and then Tim Richmond uh, in 1986. Uh, he didn't do it last week, but Chase Elliott only needs four points to clinch the regular season title. So unless he doesn't uh, finish the race, essentially, he will uh, clinch that, get some extra points. Uh, despite this being uh, billed as win and you're in, only 10 racers have actually clinched a spot in the playoffs. That's Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Ross Chastain, Joey Logano, Christopher Bell, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, William Byron, Tyler Reddick, and Denny Hamlin. Getting a second win would clinch spots. For the other five drivers who have a win, uh, Blaney and Truex would also clinch a spot with a win. Uh, and then there's a boatload of other scenarios for Bowman, Suarez, Cendric, Briscoe, or Kurt Busch to clinch this week. Uh, but when you're looking at the guys that are in that last spot in, it is Blaney and Truex, and Blaney holds a 26-point lead. Yeah, I, I really thought Martin Truex's best chance to win was going to be last week at Richmond and just didn't have enough steam. And, and – I feel like you guys have said the last like four weeks, it's been Joe Gibbs versus the field, specifically Toyota versus the field, but really yeah. Joe Gibbs versus the field, especially after Christopher Bell ran so well last week and almost hawked down Kevin Harvick to win that race. So I, I'm, I lean that way. I, I, I really actually think the, the Gibbs cars get, could run really well and Toyota could too, but I also could see it were a chance where somebody sneaky like a William Byron, or a Ross Chastain or a Tyler Reddick get another win at this place because they've been pretty good at road courses all year all year long. So I, I think it's curious to watch those guys who that second win could really play a role. Daniel Suarez is another name that comes to mind who's had a really good track record here. Like where how aggressive are they knowing that yeah. Daytona could be a complete free-for-all? 
Um, and I actually like the old schedule masters, the old puppet masters of NASCAR, yeah. how they put three kind of very different tracks back to back to back to close out the regular season. And, and like you said, Chase Elliott is going to be our regular season champion unless he DNFs. But what happens after that is kind of yeah. interesting. And how do those guys with one win? How do they play it? And how do they do it? It's just, it's not easy. It's a tough road course. It's not just anywhere else in the circuit. Oh. Uh, one guy to watch out for. It's been zero weeks since Harvick won a race. It had been about 60 or 59 since he didn't. He's yeah. won the last two races. Uh, he's trying to win three in a row for the second time in his career. He won in Atlanta, Las Vegas, and Phoenix in 2018. Uh, but we saw Kyle Larson do it as he dominated uh, last season. He actually did it twice. Yeah, one win for Kevin Harvick, I believe, in Watkins Glen came in 2006. That's back when he was still with RCR. So, I don't see it happening, but it's been 14 days, I guess 13 days since Kevin Harvick has last lost a race. So maybe not <laughs> bet against him. Uh, yeah. But I don't think any of us would have picked how well he's ran the last two weeks. And especially he's had a historically good run in Richmond before in the past. And he's actually yeah. been a pretty decent road course driver, especially actually at Sonoma more yeah. than Watkins Glen. But uh, I'm, I don't feel like it's going to happen again, but I mean, the four car has turned it all in the last two weeks. Now they're in a really good position and, here comes playoff Kevin Harvick. <laughs> yeah, he's getting hot at the right time. We knew he's been yeah. very good uh, at Michigan, but I did not expect him to win at Richmond, and he came away with the win. A couple more laps in my pick. Christopher Bell would have beat him, though, so very yep. uh, unfortunate for that. Uh, just cracking out the old uh, road course warrior list that everybody always seems to talk about, and every time you hear like a road course warrior or – uh playoff scenario like maybe we'll get 17 drivers we're we're taking a drink of some bush light on sunday uh but we got chase elliott he still tops with seven at, as you mentioned at five different tracks including two at watkins Glen. kyle bush has four road wins two each at sonoma and watkins Glen. martin truex four three at sonoma one at watkins Glen. kyle larson with three kevin harvick aj almendinger tyler reddick with two apiece Six drivers with one apiece, Ryan Blaney, Joey Lugano, Christopher Bell, Denny Hamlin, Ross Chastain, and uh, Daniel Suarez. As Thomas says, that little sort of tainted because for the longest time they only ran at Sonoma and Watkins Glen, but Reddick is looking to join Kyle Larson as the only driver to win three road course uh, races in a season. Yeah, and I don't think anybody of us would have picked at the beginning or Tyler Reddick would have been this strong at the road courses. He's been really, really good. I, yep. You know, Hendricks for a long time has, has been a really good road course team, not as much now with kind of set of drivers that they have. But I'll be curious that, you know, where – and this is a guy like, like Kyle Larson fit into this whole equation because he's been really good here. Uh, you know, how does somebody like Ross Chastain or Daniel Suarez and how did that work out for them? And, you know, the other thing we haven't even mentioned is the, the only thing about this whole road course, road course warrior list, and we didn't say this, is we have to give a shout out to Boris said who could always upset the apple yeah. cart at Watkins Glen. A little bad TD left that off just to, <laughs> just to mention. Yeah, we got some other guys. We mentioned the international drivers. We also have Joey Hand at Rick Rear Racing, uh, AJ Allmendinger at Collig, and then Kyle Tilley uh, at Live Fast. When we look at the last 10 races here, Chase Elliott, has only been in five of them, but he's got two wins, three top fives, three top tens, have been, has an average finish of 6.0. Truex, a win, six top fives, eight top tens, average finish of seven. Kyle Busch, one win, five top fives, eight top tens, average finish of 8.4. And then Almendinger, he's been in seven of the ten races. He has one win, two top fives, five top tens, average finish of 10.1. So if you're filling out your fantasy league, fantasy team, those are some guys uh, to look out for. Do you think the broadcast is going to be just honed in on an AJ Allmendinger win, kind of like they were a Bubba Wallace win two weeks ago? Just like yep. let's upset the apple cart and just 
Like AJ's I think he's been in looking third. for anything. AJ's in third, guys. He's only nine <laughs> seconds back. Like that's kind of how Bubba was the other day when he was trying to track down at Michigan with Harvick. He's like, oh, yep. he's seven seconds back, but he's really turning some good laps, guys. <laughs> the math's not adding up here. I, I appreciate it though. I get it. Yeah. You gotta make it fun. Yeah. Then you're playing drinking games, you know. They're just helping yep. us drink that bush light. Well, let's get to some picks. Uh, Thomas did give us his, so we'll read his as long shot. He's going Chris Busher. Last three road course finishes, he finished second at Sonoma, sixth at Road America, and tenth at Indy, and that was after his car uh, caught on fire. I'm going to go Ty Gibbs. He's won here in Xfinity. He's got some experience now. This won't be his first road course at uh, in the new next-gen car. He raced in Indy. Thought he did all right. Uh, but who are you going with as your long shot? I'm actually going to go with Chris Busher. Thomas read my mind while he was tracking right. back from uh, the Palmetto State. Like you said, second at Sonoma, sixth at Road America, tenth at Indy. Had a really good car at, road, at Indy. Yeah. That race is just a cluster in general. And <laughs> uh, it's uh, he actually had a really good chance down the line to win that race. And just with all that caution there, couldn't get, get anything going on that last restart. But that's my long shot. I think he's ran really well. He's had been had a really good season in a um, – you know, Sonoma kind of treks well with Watkins Glen, so I kind of yeah. like the, the 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 vibes he's got and how the course is set up to, to race this week. And so I'll take Chris Buster in the old 17. All right. Uh, winners, Thomas is going to go with A.J. Allmendinger. Won at Indy last year. He would have won at Indy this year, but he was exhausted. Uh, the cooling suit didn't work. For the entire race. <laughs> <laughs> Not in uh, work for the like last 10 laps. Didn't work for the entire yeah. race. Uh, but who you got as your winner? I'm going to go uh, Kyle Larson. I uh, I like how he is. Uh, he's had a lot of road course success. Originally, really wanted to take Chase Elliott to get win number win number five. I just couldn't do it. I'm really going to go with uh, with Kyle Larson. I think the Hendrick team has ran here in the well in the past, and uh, I think one more win for Larson really put him in a good spot as they go to the playoffs and then get ready for Daytona. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Reddick. As mentioned before, he's a road course warrior. Won the last two road course races. I think I got to stay with him. He's been hot and no one's been able to beat him in the last few races uh, at these road courses. So it'll be uh, interesting, but I like. He also, also might be the shortest driver to win three road courses <laughs> ever as well. I didn't, I did not know how short Tyler Reddick was until the first time they interviewed after. Uh, oh yeah. But yeah, I was like, man, yeah. that guy's <laughs> like, like, was that really what we, okay. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Got it. All right. Sounds good. I mean, he's just smaller, makes the car faster, right? Yeah, less weight and less yeah. less verticality. That's why all those jockeys are shorter, lighter, and less faster. weight on the horse. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday, we got the Xfinity Sunoco Go Rewards 200 at the Glen. Races Saturday with coverage starting at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on USA with the green flag at 3 p.m. Radio on the Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. It's 200.9 miles, which is 82 laps, stages of 20, 20, and 42. Yeah, I uh... – I'm curious what the Xfinity like looks like this week because it's you, you made the Ty Gibbs comparison like the guys who are running that race usually see some more uh, uh what's what do you what do you guys call them that jump down I forget you bushwhackers, bushwhackers right yeah yeah there's more bushwhackers that run down so you got Cole Custer in the 07 William Byron in the 17 Kyle Larson in the old double 88 and Ross Chastain in the 92 oh. so wonder if we get a bushwhacker that wins usually see you know you oh. get a lot of them but uh I, I uh it'll be an interesting race I think it's uh good chance maybe for a guy like cole custer wink wink to Ooh, get a win. spoiler alert yep. uh austin wayne self uh he's attempting to make his xfinity 
uh, debut. Then we'll see Brandon Brown in the McLeod Motorsports number five as Chris Wright running in the 68 that we've usually seen Brandon Brown in. Also look out for Andy Lolly in the number eight or zero eight for SS Greenlight Racing. They've won a couple of times. We've also seen Cole Custer uh, race for them as well as Briscoe, I believe, race for them at mm-hmm. Uh, obviously the guy to look out for in this race, AJ Allmendinger, he has 13 Xfinity career wins. Nine of them are at road courses, but none at Watkins Glen raced here three times in Xfinity, uh, crossed the finish line second in all three races. Uh, the 2019 race, he failed post-race inspection. So his official finish was 37th. Yeah. I, uh, this is like Dinger's bread and butter. Like, if we got to chalk up one win for him this year, it's always going to be the Xfinity race at Watkins Glen. And he's been really, really good there. Um, but has everyone actually won the Xfinity race, which is yeah. kind of crazy. So like if I had to pick a race where he would win, it would be that one, but has never done it. So I'm curious to see how it kind of affects, like you're talking about with five races to go, the the playoff scenario with Dinger, Justin Allgaier, Ty Gibbs, Noah Gregson, Barry Austin, and Brandon Jones all locked. And you got some guys that are still trying to find the playoff spot as they lock in. So um, it's, I guess really the battle for me to watch is because my favorite – Xfinity drivers and Anthony Alfredo yeah, would like to see him make pasta. the playoffs. Yeah. Fast pasta. I like Italian food uh, <laughs> of all kinds. And so he's my favorite guy. And then uh, he's got a chance to make the playoff, which would be kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, Ty Gibbs is the only former Xfinity Watkins Glen winner in the race. Uh, Dinger has a cup win, uh, but no Xfinity, as we mentioned. You mentioned five races ago in the regular season. Clinched is Dinger, Allgaier, Gibbs, Noah Gregson, Josh Berry, Austin Hill, and Brandon Jones. The other five in of the season into today are Riley Herb, Sam Mayer, Daniel Hemrick, Landon Castle, and Ryan Sieg. Sheldon Creed is minus 52. Anthony Alfredo, your guy is minus 75. So those guys really need to uh, pick it up or get a win to lock themselves into uh, the playoffs. But it should be a good one on Saturday. Thomas is going to pick Cole Custer to win. He says it's either going to be Dinger, Allgaier, Gibbs, or Custer. But uh, Thomas going with Custer in the 07. I'm gonna co-sign okay. on that on that check that Thomas is trying to write there with Cole Custer. I think Cole Custer's gonna run really, really well this weekend and get a chance to like block some laps for the old the Sunday finale. I'm gonna go with my, uh, I'm gonna go with my long shot in the Cup Series. I'm going Ty Gibbs. I I really like Ty Gibbs this season. He's really good. Um, as we've mentioned. Uh, although I'm gonna regret it when Dinger wins because I feel like he's on a mission to get that Watkins Glen win. We saw how excited he was. Uh, when he won Indy, I think he's going to go even crazy, more crazy, more crazy. If yeah. If he wins at Watkins Glen, but I like Ty Gibbs. Uh, we'll see what he can do. Uh, in you the- are, you are stock up on Ty Gibbs. I am. Like I, I'm like stock up on Christopher Bell. You guys are stock up. You are stock up on Ty Gibbs. Yeah. Well, you know, at Indy, I was big on uh, Chase Briscoe. I know. Hometown guy. Yeah. Well, you know, he finished fifth in the Xfinity race and he didn't have third gear, which I feel like is problematic in a road course. But yeah, you think like you would you would you would uh, shift downshift to third gear a couple times. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there you have it. That's our preview. Now it's time for our favorite uh, segment of the week. That is paint schemes. We got some really good ones. Uh, obviously, we'll start off with Kevin Harvick in the number four. This is the Bush. Bush light car with about six H's at the end of it uh love that uh eric amarola in a pretty sweet paint scheme red and black it's the uh go bowling dot uh, com so it's got a bowling ball with some bowling pins on it do you go bowling anymore i haven't since i will we got our last place trophies at the habitat for humanity charity event last july but i I, I, I do like 
the go bowling hashtag go bowling on the side. Uh, yeah. I where we're both from, the beautiful Lee County, Auburn, Alabama has a great uh, bowling alley there. Shout out to those guys, some of the best yep. food bowling alley food. So I'm gonna I kind of lean in here, camera, and it's red and black. Yeah. Which you know how dear and near does that to my heart. <laughs> Hope like a bulldogs, baby. Shout out to the Hope like a bulldogs. Would they kick off the season tonight? Actually. Oh, all right. Uh, we got Kyle Bush in the number eighteen Snickers car purple with a uh, nice little candy bar on the side. So don't jump at your TV when you see it. It's not real. Is there like an extra flavor Snickers for that? Like, is it like you know, like you know how uh, like M M&M and M has different flavors? We got a different color, yeah. different flavor Snickers. I always feel like purple is like a dark chocolate type. I always it makes me purple. think of that the, the different Milky Way. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse, this was my favorite. I told Thomas on Monday when this was announced, <laughs> this was my pick. Ricky Stenhouse has two sponsors. It's Sugarlands Moonshine Distillery. Uh, that'll be on the hood of the car, and then on the back, it's Ballpark Buns, a giant hot dog. At the back, and what's better than uh, some moonshine and hot dogs? It's kind of like reverse order. Wouldn't you want the Wouldn't you want the hot dog on the front and the yeah. moonshine on the back end? But you know, or it's maybe a pregame party for, for <laughs> Ricky Stenhouse. I uh, I have that's the first time I've ever heard of Sugarlands uh, Distill Moonshine Distillery, but I'm gonna have to give it a, a, a search on the Google machine here in a little bit. Yeah, maybe they got it on the uh, the new Total Wine in College Station. Oh man, that would be big. That would be big. <laughs> and then uh, another one we got is Kyle Tilly in the number 78 Bush Creek Valley Farms. And then uh, Daniel Suarez in the Princess Cruises. This one is really cool. It's blue and white. Got some waves on it. Um, not a big cruise guy, but this paint scheme makes me kind of want to get on one. I've never been on a cruise. Yeah. Uh, I prefer not to get on a cruise. Um, but I, I would say this. the The wavy paint scheme is pretty cool. Uh, it also, uh, reminds me that I can't ever think of a cruise brand being associated with NASCAR very often. Yeah. And it's an interesting location to do that in Watkins Glen, New York. Yeah. So odd brand placement there, but yeah. it is one of the most iconic brands in, uh, premium cruise lines, according to the uh, press mm. release that came out this week with 15 modern cruises that carry millions of guests each year to over 300 destinations worldwide. Whoa. Maybe if uh, he wins, there's like a Bogo or something. Maybe like what if you do you think like if Daniel Suarez wins, he gets like a buy one get one cruise? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like like a buy one Alaska cruise and like swap it up with like a trip to Cozumel, maybe. Ooh, that'd be nice. I I'd take, I'd take it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Xfinity, we got uh, Josh Berry in the number eight Summer Heroes Giving uh, campaign. Uh, pretty sweet Summer Heroes. Uh, it's black and red with a little uh, gold with it uh, but it's mainly for the charity that it is for uh, Andy Lolly in the 08 refology and third side coaching I actually didn't see this one so I couldn't find an image I, I got a lot of questions yeah <laughs> uh, then we have Connor Mozak with the Radcats this one was pretty sweet it looks like it was uh, some NFT looking cats on the side but it's purple uh, with light blue, light pink, kind of looks like Saved by the Bellish, but then it's got two cats, uh, one cat at the back with sunglasses and a hat on. Uh, pretty sweet looking. I may have to see if I can. This could be my first NFT if I could buy Connor Mozak's <laughs> red rad cats car. I don't know where I put my NFT with all the cats, but I'd try yeah. it. Your Twitter avatar. Yeah, it's true. I can make it my yeah. Twitter avatar. Yeah, yeah, trying to boost those followers all the time. And then uh, number forty-five, Josh Balicki, Sargento Cheese. Uh, they always brag about how 
it's real cheese because for it to be considered cheese, it only has to be like 51% cheese, but theirs is like 100% cheese. So Sargento, always at the top of my list, that is black and yellow, uh, but I like a, like a good Sargento cheese. Uh, we got Ty Gibbs. Big Sargento cheese family. Yep. Yeah. The 54, we got uh, Ty Gibbs, uh, not in the Monster Energy truck. So he's going to be, if you see a yellow car, uh, it's Ty Gibbs, yellow and black. Kind of looks like a Caterpillar scheme, but I think a Cub Cadet might be a Caterpillar, maybe. It, it Maybe. I'm not uh, up to date on my lawnmower uh, 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 structure of who owns what. I will tell you, yeah, I, Cub Cadet, if you're listening, I'm in the need for a new lawnmower. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I'll shout out to those guys and can uh, would be a proud sponsor during my appearances on this podcast. Uh, second, it kind of has a little uh, 22 Dodge Caterpillar wall button look to it, if you know yeah. what I mean. I like it. It'll uh, just be weird not seeing him in the uh, 54 or all black monster energy car. I and know. It's kind of, it's kind of like a reverse. Yeah. And then this one, we got Ross Chastain in the 92. Uh, this one is the New York governor's Trafter traffic safety committee. Uh, so this has protector melon on the side, which is funny. Uh, Cause you know, I don't know if you know this Ross Chastain that likes uh, uh, watermelons. This is white with blue and green, and then on the front it just says "Buckle your melon" or "Protect your melon, buckle up." And then it's got a little guy driving with his seatbelt on. So always good to get that message out there to wear your seatbelt. Seatbelts save lives, can confirm, and so did uh, Mark J. F. Schroeder, who's the commissioner of the uh, New York uh, DMV. Also, it's kind of ironic because Ross Chastain likes to cause a wreck every once Ooh, in a while. Yeah. So. So he's uh, but he's uh, just checking to make sure everybody's wearing their seatbelt. Yeah, it's just a quality quality control check. So, <laughs> well, there you have it. That is our preview for Watkins Glen, the Xfinity race tomorrow uh, at three o'clock. Coverage starting at two thirty, and on Sunday we got the Cup Series race uh, that is also at three p.m. But coverage starts at two, so make sure you tune in for that. Tyler, thank you so much for filling in, making the. Making the run out of the bullpen. We didn't play the trumpets like your Edwin Diaz coming out, but we appreciate you coming on. Anytime I'll get the trumpets fired up for the next time when we when we talk about something even more relevant than like Watkins Gill. Maybe we could do like the 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 Roval next. I mean I'm the road course specialist. Maybe I'm a I'm the road warrior. Oh, there you go. The yeah. loose lug nuts road course warrior, Tyler Pig. I'll break out like my Marcus Ambrose uh t shirt somewhere that I've got hit in the back. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you guys for listening. Tyler, thanks again for joining us. We'll be back on Tuesday. Recap of both races. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. We will see you. I grew up in Texas where football was my game. Until that racing fever started burning in my brain. I started running many stops when I was 13. And won a short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde, and he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Drilling Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side.
Some may say that lady luck has given me the brakes. I must admit she's smiled a bit, but it's me that runs the race. Now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance. I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And now I've got stuff others on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. Thank you for the ride. 